Pride Month is a time to celebrate the various identities that make up our wonderful and diverse community. It is also a time to reflect on and honor the powerful contributions of those who've come before us. We stand on the shoulders of giants. James Baldwin, Larry Kramer, Bayard Rustin, Sylvia Rivera, and Marsha P. Johnson. To them and countless other trailblazers, we are humbly indebted and forever grateful. If you'd like more information on the movement or recommendations on how you can help, go to blacklivesmatter.com partners. In these dark and difficult times, we hope that this episode brings you a little bit of joy and light. Welcome to this special Pride Month episode of the Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Will. Longtime besties Marky and Jess each share a passion for gay romance fiction. And they decided to share that passion with the world through their online book club group and their very own podcast, Top to Bottom, where they pick a book of the month, discuss it, and share their thoughts on the gay romance genre. Marky and Jess, welcome to our Pride celebration. It's so good to have you here. Glad Thank you for having us. <laughs> we miss Top to Bottom so much, so we decided to recreate a little bit of it here and have you guys talk to us about some books. I'm totally down for that. <laughs> yeah, so, I definitely missed that. We wanted to simply know some books that you would recommend for Pride Month and what they're about and why you pick them. And Marky, we'll start it off with you. So I've got two books. Unsurprisingly, one is T.J. Klune. So I'll start with that one. I think that's probably going to be a lot of people's picks because he's he's amazing. And he's got books that kind of, no matter where you fall on like the queer spectrum or kind of where you're at, you can find something that speaks to you. One of the books in particular that I really enjoyed and I I think I can listen to forever because that's how I, I read it as I listened to it was How to Be a Normal Person because I think it was the first book that I read that had a fantastic asexual character. Like and I know that there's there's got to be a slew of asexual books out there, but this was the first one that I read and uh, one of my best, dearest friends of mine is asexual and having listened to that book, it really drove home that that's what that was. And I mean, other than the fact that the book is hilarious and <laughs> sweet, and I laughed out loud so many damn times, after I listened to that book, I had this amazing conversation with a friend that I've known for over 20 years about her asexuality. I was like, I, you know, I read this book and these things, and it matches up with everything you've ever talked to me about how you feel about relationships. And I was like, I think you need to look into this. I, I think you're asexual. And she did. And she's not one of these people that has labels. She doesn't like labels. But now she has a label she can give to somebody when she goes into a relationship. Because that's always one of those things that stopped her from wanting to be in relationships is because she couldn't really explain to people like, hey, I, I don't want to have sex. It's not my thing. Because I just thought, you know, it was a Jesus thing or whatever, you know. <laughs> so... Now that she has something she can fall back on, she can explain like, hey, I'm asexual. This is, you know, that's what that means. So people can be like, hey, I'm down or like, nope, you know, so she's she's got that in her arsenal now. So that book is important to me 100% because of that, because it, it really helped me connect with that. And again, fucking hilarious. So if you haven't listened <laughs> to it or read it, please do that. And then the other one that I have is actually in a series that's part of the Cut and Run series by Abigail Rue. It's Stars and Stripes. And I think it's like the fourth book, fourth or fifth book. And it's a comfort read. And I 
I always went back to it because I, you know, I love the characters and stuff. But this book in particular, I really loved because it's about one of the characters going home and having to talk to the, his very stern old Texas rancher father about him being gay and like how that him finding his his boyfriend has like healed him and stuff and having to confront a very toxic family and his past and his dad, you know, the spoiler, his dad accepts him and is okay with it, whereas his mom isn't. And it's, it's so good. And it's so important because very rarely do those stories have good endings. And she decided to make it an ending that he had to fight for. Like he had to overcome his toxic family and confront his horrible mom and, and be okay with being around homophobic Texas guys but, you know, when it all boiled down to it, his dad still loved him and still wanted him to be part of the family and told him that he was happy he found somebody that healed him, you know? So it's it's just one of those good comfort, happy ending books that I, I love and I, I recommend because it feels so healing when I listen to it and tie in your plot, so. Wonderful. I haven't read that one. Obviously, yeah. I've read TJ, especially yeah. that book, because that was one of my first TJ books, but... I've got to check out the Cut and Run series because somehow it's it's been one of those that's like on the TBR but has never gotten up to the top yet. Yeah, well, it's been around forever too. So it's one yeah. of those like I think when you first get into MM Romance, the ones that are always chucked your way is Cut and Run, The Thirds, and Try by Ella Frank and anything Lucy Lennox and Sloan Kennedy does. Like that's your starter pack. And then you <laughs> kind of move on from there. <laughs> Jess, what about you? What What's topping your pride list for folks? So I picked some things. It was really difficult to to narrow it down, but I, I had to I had to pick things from my favorite authors, which are TJ Clune and Gail Carriger. So from TJ, I picked his newest one, The House in the Cerulean Sea. I actually just finished it about a week ago, and like I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be TJ, but it's it really floored me with the, the process of understanding prejudice in all of its forms, not just, it really didn't even have the prejudice level on, you know, for LGBT stuff. It was on who you are, where you're from and perspective. And it was just, it was a beautiful read right now, especially just because there's just you know, so much going on and, and always hate where there shouldn't be and misunderstanding because that's all, you know, and it was a comfort read because we all need comfort reads, especially right now, but it was also just really moving the the transition of perspective from the main character and the town that they're in and like the acceptance of, I don't want to go too much into it for spoilers, but just the whole journey of it was really, really well done. But so that's that one. Also, and of course, it's hilarious and great in TJ. So the other one I picked from Gail Carriger, The Fifth Gender. That one is her sci-fi cozy mystery. Also a comfort read. But I also, beyond the fact that it's just like a cute, adorable, super sweet story, it also really takes an interesting look at gender. And again, perspective and, and understanding and, and the way you your background and how it colors the way you look at things and then how you're able to overcome that. I just, I really like seeing stories that do that, that take a very logical and realistic path of, of the way somebody would look at 
you know, different genders are the way different species in this situation color their their understanding until they get to see it from the other side. So, yeah. So that's why I picked both of those. They're both super comfy, comfy reads. They're, you know, happy books, but with really good messages. So. Mm-hmm. Also, really great choices. Gail's book, too, is one that sits on my TV. It's like, I need to read this. Because <laughs> she was on our show talking about that one. And it's like, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, can recommend. I loved it. Yeah, she's hilarious. She's got this incredible wit and humor in all of her books. Like, we we found her, and I'm, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but we found her and her um, steampunk MF ro- romance. Is it technically a romance? It's more of like an adventure kind of thing. It's, it, there's a light yeah. one. And... Oh my god, I loved I love that entire series, and I'm like steampunk werewolves are great, but it's not something that I always pick up. And I was like, this shit is great. So we like <laughs> power drove through that, and then when she started doing MM stuff, we like had an aneurysm. Like it was just so <laughs> we were so happy, and of course, you know, she's got the the shifter series. What is it, San Andreas? Shifter? San Andreas shifter. Yeah. yeah, that's where I started. But yeah, Gail's always had queer characters, and so it was a really easy transition for her to go that direction. And it's. It was really awesome to see her transition into MM because I know she's always been a fan. So it was only a matter of time before she came to the to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> so Jess, we're asking everybody who joins us, what does pride mean to you? I was lucky enough to grow up in a household where gay didn't mean anything because you fall in love with who you fall in love with. My both of my parents had gay friends. My whole time growing up, my mom took me to a drag show when I was in high school. It wasn't weird. There was never any taboo. And I didn't really have any concept of that until like late high school, until I saw, you know, bullying happening to some of my friends. And I just, I just didn't understand what was happening, why everybody has, was making such a big deal. Like who cares who they like, it doesn't matter. So, but once I started seeing that, not only was that happening in my stupid small town high school, it was everywhere and it was bad. And then learning that pride was a thing, like a big thing every year was really awesome because it was able, I was able to help some of my friends find a place to belong when they really didn't in small town, Texas. And then just seeing the celebration of it every year and putting it in front of everybody's face and normalizing the entire spectrum of everything that it encompasses has been, I don't know, it's been a huge part of my life in the last, I don't know, maybe five, 10 years, especially just being able to see that there's a stage and a platform for everybody to hear and see. Thank you for sharing that. Marky, same question to you. It's complicated because it's like Jess, I came from a good home, you know, loving home. My, my dad is on the right side of politics it was never a hateful household. He just had opinions, right? So it was weird because growing up, I I got called gay a lot. Like, I, I guess I'd, I always gave off, like, the lesbian vibe and because and, I was very tomboyish and, and didn't fit into a lot of social norms. So it was one of those labels that I, I didn't like and I didn't feel like it applied to me and it made me really uncomfortable. But then later in life, you know, seeing pride and understanding it more, getting into MM romance, things like that. I started really like I started learning more about other sexualities. It, there's not just a gay straight line. There's, there's a rainbow, if you will. So um, learning about that through pride and through 
having a big community that's part of that and an, an accepting community, especially within the MM romance community, it helped me understand more of myself. And through going to pride events and meeting more queer people and finding that community, I was able to understand more of myself and realize that I was in through fire pan or some type of weird monster that's in the middle. So it's not just a wonderful celebration and an excuse for people to go have fun and drink and be, you know, happy and rainbow. It's, it's also informational and something that I think if, if it wasn't around, I wouldn't know who I am. I wouldn't know this huge part of me that has been just kind of sitting quietly until I finally stumbled into it and understood uh, a bit more about myself. So I guess community and informational and just, I don't know, it, it needs, it needs to exist. And I'm glad it does for everything that surrounds it. So mm -hmm. that's a complicated answer to a simple question. The more I've asked it this month, the more I, I know that it can be a complicated answer for folks. Mm -hmm. And it's been really empowering in a lot of ways to hear all these answers from everybody that we've talked to. So thank you yeah. again, both for sharing those. Tell folks how they can find back episodes of Top to Bottom because there's some there's a lot of great content there for folks to listen to, with fingers crossed that maybe you'll come back one day too. Yeah, for sure. I, we, I mean, it sucks that we had to put it on hold because dumb life got in the way, and then this whole weird pandemic just like kicked us while we were down. But yeah, we've got what two years, three years? How long did we do that show? Like it was about two and a half years. Yeah, something like just, that. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> two and a half years of us rambling like idiots and coming up with tortillas of sadness and banana tortillas, tortillas of melancholy. Melancholy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got interviews with a bunch of people and stuff. So yeah, I mean, we got a website, toptobottompodcast.com. That's probably the best way to find us because our all of our episodes are on the front page and our email and stuff's on there. But we've got a Twitter, we've got a Facebook page, um, kind of all over the social media thing so and we still monitor the page even though we're not putting new episodes up just yet and of course marky we have to also shout out that you are also the alter ego of maz maddox or that maz yeah. is your alter ego or vice versa in there somehow uh, <laughs> tell folks how they can find your writing so i also have a handy dandy website masmaddox.com i'm also a fiend on facebook i'm there constantly so you can either go on my author profile page which I post on sometimes or send me a friend request because I'm literally on Facebook constantly um it's just Mathematics. I think it's Mathematics one or something but just look for my face <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well Marky and Jess it's been so wonderful catching up with you thank you both for coming and hanging out with us a little bit during pride month thank you for thank you inviting for us. us this is awesome we hope you've enjoyed this special pride month bonus episode Remember that the pride that we have is something we carry within us, no matter the time of year. So be proud, be strong, and above all else, be you. Thank you so much for listening. For a complete rundown of this month's bonus content, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com slash Pride2020. Big Gay Fiction Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more shows you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. New episodes of this show are available every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. You can help support this show with a monthly pledge through Patreon. For more information about joining our community and the bonus content we deliver, check out patreon.com slash biggayfictionpodcast. 
I'm Kurt Graves. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>